0: Phelan O'Connor had business resolved before he died. The call he'd been waiting for came around eight. It's on for tonight, Chophouse in Newark, said Charlie Luciano's rough voice. Well, hello to you too, dear, Phelan answered. The chuckle on the other end of the line was as genuine as a three-dollar bill. Glad to see you ain't lost your sense of humor, Charlie said and Phelan heard the tension under the words, Heard you was under the weather. Sure you feel up to this? I'll climb off my deathbed for this job. I owe Dutch. That's what I figured. Ten o'clock. He hung up without saying goodbye. Phelan already knew that was the last conversation they'd ever have. He dragged himself from his bed, trembling and aching, and dressed in his best olive suit, The tailored pants were baggy from all the weight he'd dropped this week, and he had to cinch the belt up as tight as it would go. His joints ached like an old man's, and the skeleton that greeted him in the mirror was almost a stranger. He slipped on a gray topcoat and an olive fedora to match his suit, then took the case he'd already packed downstairs to the front desk of the Waldorf Hotel. Phelan O'Connor checking out. The irony of the statement made him chuckle. The desk clerk looked him over with uncertainty, bordering on disgust, and slid the printed bill across the desk toward him. Phelan pulled a wad of bills from his pocket and paid, having stashed his wallet in his case, along with his new browning. He didn't see why Charlie's vulture should get either. Hey, sport, can you post this for me? He asked and pulled a thick manila envelope from inside the pocket of his coat. "'Certainly, sir.' The clerk took the envelope, but paused as he noticed the addressee. Thomas Dewey, Special Prosecutor's Office, City. "'An early Christmas present,' Phelan said with a smile that became a wince. A cramp stabbed his elbow like a knife and twisted in the bone. "'Are you feeling poorly, sir?' The clerk looked around, but there was no one else in sight at the moment. Phelan gritted his teeth and willed himself to ignore the pain. He'd be damned if he was going to fuck up this last job. Just to spite the cramp, he used that arm to lift his small suitcase onto the desktop. "'Just an old war wound. I want you to check this bag for me and give it to whoever comes looking for it.' "'I... I'm sure I don't understand, sir.' I'm leaving it behind for a friend, that's all. I see. And your friend's name? Can't remember. The clerk's eyes narrowed. I'm sorry, but that would be against the Waldorf's policy. Phelan laid his remaining $500 bills down on the desk. Overkill for sure, but what the hell? The clerk's resistance melted like ice in August he scooped up the bills like a casino dealer and put the bag behind the desk. Very good, sir. Phelan started to turn away, but a thought made him turn back. He reached under his shirt collar, there was an inch now between it and his neck, and fished out the St. Patrick's medal Ma had given him years ago. It was silly to even keep it, honestly, but he wasn't quite ready to give it up. Here, he said, pulling it off and dropping it on the desk. Put this in the bag, too. He walked out of the Waldorf and buttoned his coat, even though it wasn't cold for October. A black Packard sedan sat idling at the curb half a block down. Though Phelan headed right over, the guy in the passenger seat still felt the need to lean across the driver and yell, Put a little shake on it, would ya? This was Bug Workman a curly-haired fireplug who happened to be one of Lepke Bacoulter's top hitters. The older, taller driver was Mendy Weiss, another torpedo. Phelan climbed in the back. How ya feelin', kid? Weiss asked, pulling back into the traffic of Fifth Avenue. Heard you was in a real bad way, pally, Bug added before Phelan could answer. Christ, did someone take out an ad?